This is a Sydney EO production. Welcome to episode 28 of the Sydney EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm with Stephen Richardson from Silk. Hi, Stephen. Hi, how's it going? I'm really well. Um, now, I'm intrigued about your business because I've always wanted a recurring revenue SaaS business yep. and never had one. So tell me about what you do, because I think you, you've kind of mastered that model. I wouldn't say mastered, but <laughs> you know, we've got something happening. Um, so... Uh, the, well, what Silk does is legal practice management software. Uh, we sell that on a monthly subscription basis in a no-locking contract. Um, it's a very flexible type model. Uh, we started doing that, uh, I think, in 2004 okay. um, was our first sort of subscription. So you were subscription from the very get-go? Uh, our first sale was in 2003, and that was outright yep. uh, sort of basis. And we are they still with you, by the way? Some of them, yeah. The 2003 sales, yeah. We still got people that were in the beta trial. Okay, yeah, still bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but they don't get the latest software, surely, um, or, or were they a lifetime? Thing? No, well, strictly speaking, they bought it outright as the product that they had at the time. Yep. But if they wanted upgrades, they can move on to what we refer to as a maintenance program, yep. which was about 75% the cost of the subscription price anyway. Okay. So most of them have moved on to that, so we still get yeah. the recurring revenue out of them anyway. And so if you've had clients since 2003, I'm taking it's a pretty good product. Like, it's sticky. Reasonably, yeah, pretty sticky. Yeah. So um, because it's business software, um, as I'm sure anyone listening to this would appreciate, changing your business software is not a trivial thing for the most part. Yeah. And as long as it's uh, meeting your needs, then most people are pretty happy to stay put. And so what does it cost to subscribe? Is it a, a per head model? or? Yeah, so we work on a per user per month basis. Uh, we have two essential products, one's for our barrister clients, which is a much simpler program, um, and then there's one for the solicitors, uh, and they have a lot more functionality um, uh, than the barristers do, just by the nature of their uh, practices. And so the barristers cost $60 per user per month, and the solicitors are $90 per user per month. So would I be right to assume that the solicitors are the bigger part of the business yeah so a lot more of them really isn't it yeah well whilst we started with barristers because the the backgrounds my sister's a barrister and that's where the original idea came from um barristers are all sole traders and and that limits you know what we can do in terms of number of licenses because you're only going to get one license each sale whereas solicitors as most people probably appreciate they have support staff and multiple solicitors and all those sorts of things going on in the firm so um say our largest uh sort of solicitor firm has about 40 odd licenses yep um, we tend to focus on sort of the more sort of 2 to 5 2 to 10 type size for the most part but each site is potentially a lot more valuable in a solicitor firm than a barrister firm so it's small to mid tier yeah law practices yeah basically how many barristers are there in the country do you know uh, last time I looked which has been a little while but about 5,000 okay yeah and then how many do you have Oh, look, um, 
We've, I'm not sure the exact numbers, but about eight or nine hundred. Oh wow, um, that's a that's a sizable part of the market. Yeah. So, oh, and look, yeah, of that five thousand, there's a whole bunch that aren't even viable clients for us. Yeah. You know, because there's a bunch that work in. I'll see you. I'll see. You. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully not. Um, but yeah, like you got people in the, uh, the the DPP and all sorts of other things. Oh, I see. Which yep. means that they're not actually in private practice per se. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which means they're not actually going to buy our software and yep. the viable market. For for us is probably around the 1500 to 2000 mark. That's incredible. Mm. Well done. So, so it's the overnight success that's taken 16 years. <laughs> yes, like most <laughs> overnight successes. <laughs> so, yes. And so on a day-to-day basis, mm. um, like are you always working on the software or what, what sort of effort is involved to yeah, look, keep all those clients happy? Look, uh, as you can see, but obviously people here can't, um, we've got the support desk. That's a big part of what our clients interact with on a daily basis. So that includes your telephone and email support. And But for me, I'm always looking on uh, looking at you know, further development of the software. Uh, currently, we're in a major um, development phase where even though we've been selling the software as a service, but as a desktop product, um, so on-premise, um, we're midstream in doing a full rewrite uh, that's a pure cloud product. And oh, okay. I thought I, th- I was, had assumed that you were already there in the yeah, cloud. Yeah, no. So it's, look, we, we were sort of, we've been in a hybrid environment for a while, um, which gives you some cloud functionality, yeah. but it's still connected to the desktop. It works very similarly to, say, Office 365. You know, where you've got like Outlook installed on your desktop, you know, but you can still access it on your phone yeah. and that sort of thing. So that's the sort of model that's currently and you've, um, also in got, you've also got something pretty critical that if they don't pay their bills, you can... You oh, can right. <laughs> the, yes, the system does have the ability just to basically turn people off if they yep. don't pay their bill. Yep. So it'll move them automatically into read-only mode. Um, okay. So we don't completely, you know, uh, make life hard for them, but yep. enough... But you can if you want to. We can if we want to, you yeah. know, but uh, that's an extreme situation. I've only ever had to do that about twice, I think. Okay. Um, most people are either paying their bills or they're genuinely leaving, so yeah. there's not really any point in having a big argument with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. And so on a marketing uh, front, mm. are you... Do you need to be constantly marketing, or how do you get how do you get your business? Look, at the moment, because we're in development, we're not doing a huge amount of uh, marketing, but a big piece of where we get a lot of our sales is from word of mouth. Mm. Um, most of the marketing we're doing at the moment is through like Google AdWords um, yep. that drives a certain amount of download traffic. Uh, we have a number of key relationships with. Uh, Places like the Law Society, like New South Wales Law Society, Queensland Law Society, etc., you know, where we'll present at uh, the practice management courses. So when someone uh, decides to, say, open up a law firm, they need to do what's known as an unrestricted practicing certificate, um, which ticks the various boxes that allow them to go out on their own. And so we present at that course, you know, typically. And um, so that helps with our profile. It's also very opportune time for us to be talking to them because yeah, that's as they're setting up just yeah. as they're setting up yeah. you know so um, so it's those sorts of things that we, we tend to utilise at the moment I mean that's the beauty of a recurring revenue business though it's not that you know that you can yeah. kind of plan yeah so what allows us to yeah I mean it definitely you know helps us plan in terms of you know revenue and we know what we don't have severe ups and downs which you know 
is a double-edged sword. You know, we're never going to have that wild month where we did triple last month, but yep. we're never going to have that <laughs> month where we do nothing either. You yeah. know, so that's, um, for me, a, a greater level of comfort, you know, yep. because I, I can predict my cash flow pretty accurately, which is yep. handy. Yeah, so. no, that's, that's excellent. Now, in the past, we've had a few chats about how far do you grow? Yes. What are your thoughts around that? Oh, you know, there's a lot of EOs that, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, growth, it, it's, either, it's either cash, profit, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. or you're going for growth, but it's really hard to do both. Yeah, look, I'm more of a profit than growth person. Um, I, I, I want reliable, uh, consistent growth. I mean, we're fortunate that we've had growth every year, you know, yeah. um, because as you touched on before, we've got fairly sticky customers, and so every time you add a new person on top, then that just sort of goes on top of the pile for the most part. And um, So how many, how many new customers would you be adding each year? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I, uh, but it, it is getting yeah. more each year. Yeah, look, um, uh, we have backed off the marketing in the last sort of little while because of this big rewrite, so that's our yeah. focus at the moment. But once that's done, then we'll push the go button on that again. And But look, we'd probably be putting on, you know, I'd have to do the mass, you know, 100 to 200 plus sort of clients a year, I'm assuming it's... Uh, as in seats. Because uh, if it's yes. clients, it would be even more, wouldn't it? Yeah, look, yeah. our average is about two seats per client first listers because we yeah. tend to get the smaller ones. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've caught me on that. <laughs> I'll yeah. have to go back and check exactly what those numbers would be. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, we do have nice consistent growth, but we're doing relatively small marketing at the moment. Like, we're not really pushing at all. Yeah. Um, and we still get plenty of sales coming through the door, you know. Yeah. And a lot of that is, as I said before, driven by word of mouth, you know. So the product is... Um, sufficiently well regarded, you know, yeah. and also priced in such a way that, you know, you know, we don't seem to have to try too hard. But when we do push the go button on the marketing again, um, I'm confident that'll increase you know, substantially. Yeah. And so, uh, competitors, you say, sounds like you've got a real great little niche happening, and you've got a corner of that. Yeah, so it depends. If you look at the two halves of the business, so there's the barrister side. We effectively had a monopoly in that space for up until about three years ago. And then um, actually an ex-client of ours decided that they were better suited to write their own software and come out against us. Okay. And look, they've taken a certain amount of you know uh, market share off us on the barrister side of things. Um, but, you know, we're not too concerned by them. You know, mm. it's, it's not... I mean, you've yeah. still got eight, nine hundred yeah. barristers. That's that's huge. Yeah, exactly. It's it's still not exactly you know causing us any grief. You know, um, but the bigger part of the business is the solicitor side. We have you know probably ninety percent of all our new signups are on the solicitor side. You know, and it is this is more substantial part from a revenue point of view of our business. So solicitors overtook that long ago, uh, overtook barristers long ago, and. Um, so, but on the solicitor front, um, we're actually sort of the minnow in the, in the market of sorts. You know, there's, there's quite a few um, competitors that play around, but there's one player, Leap, which some of the EOs may know Leap of. as in... No, uh, Leap, L-E-A-P. Oh, Leap, okay, got you. And um, they've been the dominant player in the solicitor space for many, many years, and 
um, was founded by, I believe, an ex-EOA oh, in, really? in Christian Beck, okay. um, which I believe, I think he's actually in YPO nowadays or something. Okay. Um, he's, he's made an absolute fortune. Yeah. You know, and well, he's been very talented in what he's done, um, not only within Leap, but they've branched out with a whole bunch of other associated products, uh, products yeah. and companies. Yeah. Know, that's so done. different industries. The same sort of management for different types of industries, is that? No, still all in solicitors, okay. but sort of all add-on sort of Got, yeah. services. You okay. know, so um, so that they've really covered a, a wide base of um, solicitor-based products. You okay. know, uh, so it's not just software, it's services and various other sorts of things. Have they knocked on your door? Maybe. Badly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had one or two conversations along the yeah. way. Yeah. Yes, so... Um, and but so, at this stage, it's not right for me. Yeah, right. So when would be the right time to sell? Do you think? And this sort of this we sort of digress from that. You mm. know, striking a balance. Do you yeah. do you hammer yourself and go out there and grow as fast as you can, or do you just sort of look, take it, I, enjoy I, the sunshine and smell the roses and enjoy the. Enjoy the fruits along the way. Look, a bit of both for me. You know, I mean, I want something to be profitable and I, I don't actually want to just throw uh, caution to the wind just to get some, some growth. I want to have a life, you know, and go home at six o'clock at night and, you know, and stuff like that. But I still want to gain a certain amount of growth and I still want to be appealing to a potential purchaser. Um, I think we're not suited for that right at the moment. Just we're in this interim phase with all this redevelopment. Once we come out the other end of that, I think we'll be in a far better position for that type of thing. But I also look at um, where I'm at personally, and I'm 40, 47, mate. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've got to do the in my head. Um, and I'm far too young to retire and stuff like yep. that. I'm still enjoying the business and the challenges that come with it. And um, so I look at, yeah, well, if I was to sell, what would I do on the other side? And I'm sure I'd find something. Yeah. Yeah. But so you have to reinvent yourself again. Exactly. And you know, given I'm actually enjoying the challenge that's currently playing out, then yeah. I'm quite happy to stick with it until you know I get either bored of it or someone really does offer me a really big check. Yeah. So you mentioned you're in business, or your sister was a shareholder. Yes. Is that a fifty-fifty thing, or? So she's got twenty-five percent. So oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm. Gee, how did you negotiate that with a barrister? Uh, so, um, <laughs> well, I was doing the lion's share of the work. Right, so, um, practicalities. She, yeah, she helped out in the early phases, but she wasn't. She doesn't work in the business as such, so she's yeah. a full-time barrister now. That's yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. so that must be pretty cool for her. She's got yeah twenty-five percent in the recurring revenue business, and yeah, does she do much these days? Or very little, to be perfectly honest. Every now and then, there's some yeah. legal question that I throw her way, but she yeah. really has very little to do with it. Nice, nice to keep it in the family. Yes, exactly. Yep. So um, she's probably more described as a silent shareholder, I suppose. Yep, yeah. yep, fair enough. Yeah. And what are her thoughts on eventually selling? She just leaves it up to you, I guess. Pretty much, yeah. She, she's happy either way. So, yep. um, look, I'm sure she'd be quite happy if she got some big payout somewhere along the way. But, yep. um, you know, she's you know, not exactly struggling, so she not, it's not really a big deal to her either way. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, right. And then um, tell us a bit about your EO journey. How long have you been in EO for? So I joined EO, was it February last year, I think? Oh, okay, so pretty new member. So relatively new, so it's about 15 months yeah. or something. And, and what was the driver behind that? Why Why now? Yeah. Um, well, I had, uh, over the course of a number of years, been looking for, let's say, business clubs, you know, because what I noticed in myself was that 
um, I felt somewhat isolated, you know, at a business level, you know, whilst I've got, you know, colleagues in the office, you know, most of my friends, you know, as dear as they are, very few of them, if any, run their own businesses, so they don't necessarily understand the challenges that, you know, business owners go through in terms of staffing and cash flow and, and all those sorts of things. So I was looking for someone or a group of people to be able to sort of, you know, bounce ideas off and engage with at that sort of level. And... I tried a number of different business clubs along the way. Uh, most of them were what I'd describe as business card swaps. And right. so I went, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not here to try yeah. and generate so business. People I'm, are trying to flog your shit. Basically, yes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm not here to sell to you or be sold to. I'm actually looking to engage with people who actually you know, just have ideas and want to have an open discussion about ideas of how to you know, grow things and do other things you know, with their business. And so when I finally found EO, I went, actually, that's the, the match for me. Hmm. You know, and, and to date, that's, it's been very good on that front. And so is that a referral from another member or you just, no, just your own research? just my own research. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So as such, I don't know anyone else in you know, EA, sorry, EO other than people I've met since I've been there. Yeah. yeah. And so have you met quite a few people in the last year and a bit? Oh, yeah, I suppose. I'm, I'm yeah, not sure how many I've met. But what, what's, your, what's your strategy as far as, you know, going to events and forum? And Look, I, um, you know, yeah, appreciate how you, that. How do you get value, in other words? Look, there's obviously value in various elements. Um, you know, there's obviously the forum part, um, but I really do get a lot out of the, the events themselves. It's it's very useful for me to go to various um, you know, events about you know, particular topics. It's, it's interesting to hear people talk about their particular journey and how they got there and the bumps they had along the way. But there's also things that you know organised by some of the uh, sponsors, you know, about more specific you know tax arrangements or you know employment things and things that you know need to be considered. That uh, especially as a, a small business, you know, I don't have the resources. You know, around say HR and all those sorts of things, but you know, if I can go to you know a presentation, you know, at say Holman Web, which I did the other day, you know, about some of the issues relating to um, you know employment law, well, that's information that I would wouldn't have otherwise had, and it's, it's very yeah. useful to know. Yeah. So. so that's the way you um, you learn, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So. Or yeah. one of the ways that you learn. Exactly. Yeah. And have you been on a like annual retreat and all of that? No, I have. I've, we've done a mini retreat with the forum. Okay. Um, that's is, it a, is it a new forum or? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it's just uh, well, pretty much everyone in my forum um, had started around my time. Okay. You know, so uh, so in that sense, it's a brand new forum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, who's moderator? Oh, Riker. Um, so we're in um, cliffhangers. Is the name okay. of the, the, the forum? So. Yep. Yeah, so I'm sure we know that, but <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can't remember the Brockers surname, but anyway. no, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. That's a cue for us. That's yeah. a cue. Yeah. So, um, what are the plans for the future, Stephen? Uh, that's a rather open question. Yeah, but, um, well, I like to give open questions. You can give me, you know, um, detailed answers or short answers, whatever look, you prefer. In, personally, as, as you're aware, I'm getting married next year. Um, we're still looking for venues and getting that sorted out. So that's all very exciting. Um, Business-wise, you know, my top priority is at the moment of trying to get this new version, you know, in the browser all sorted out. And um, so we're going at a million miles an hour trying to get that sorted out. Yep. Uh, so they're sort of the big sort of drivers 
uh, yeah. for me. Otherwise, it'll be trying to just keep sane and relax and spend some time with friends and family. So, yeah, but, you know, I'm not at work the entire time. And, and travel, any travel overseas? or We've just got back from Bali. Oh, OK. Uh, which is actually so I thought I noticed a tan. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not sure what you're saying. Um, I but, should talk. Yes. So, yeah. But um, well, we got engaged when we were in Bali, which was oh, nice. lovely. Yeah. And so that's only about a month or so ago. And look, we like to try and go away once a year overseas, but um, we haven't got anything specifically planned at this stage, yep. uh, given we've only just got back from one. But yep. I'm sure we'll find somewhere. Yeah, but, cool. So. All right, well, we're going to wrap up now, Stephen. Yeah. Um, so you said that you were 47. Yeah. Um, what do you like to do to keep fit? Uh, mostly I, I run. Okay. So I, I run with a running club, um, and they're a very non-competitive run club. They're a very social running club, which is good for me. Oh, good. Uh, their tagline is, my drinking club has a running problem. <laughs> and they live up to that reputation. So... Um, so, but I, I try to run like two or three times a week. I've got a, a kelpie at home, yep. um, and she is a mad woman when it comes to running. Okay. So, what, um, match made in heaven. Yes. So she goes like, uh, yeah, excellent, crazy woman. So. How many hours sleep are you getting each night? Oh, uh, do all right. Probably, you know, seven, eight, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, apart from. Well, I don't want to take your, your personal achievement <laughs> off you, but apart from getting married, what uh, do you have any personal goals for the next 12 months? Oh, um, not, not really. I, I wouldn't mind losing a couple of kilos before the wedding, I suppose, yeah. um, but not a huge amount, I suppose. And then just finally, um, what would you like to be most remembered for on a business front? Oh, that's a deep <laughs> question. I've seen the hard questions here. <laughs> so... Um, I what I'd probably in, like incidentally, to, everyone, that's a great reason to tune into the podcast before <laughs> you get interviewed. But it's the same question every time. Yes, so, yeah. um, look, I, I'd like people to think. Yeah, you know, I, I suppose I pride myself on trying to develop high quality software, you know, and providing a quality service to people. And so, you know, I'd really like to maintain that. And it's, yeah, from our point of view, that's where we get a lot of our word of mouth. Yep. But the last thing I want is to walk into someone in the street, you know, or in a bar and have them think that I, yeah. you know, develop really rubbish software. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's what I probably want to be thought about in yep. that sort of sense. Yeah. So if people want to find out a little bit more about Silk, mm-hmm. where can they find you? So our website, website is silk, which is au, And, um, yeah, that's where all our software and stuff is so I'm sure you can find out what you need there excellent alright Stephen thanks for coming on the show today cool alright okay.